inspired leadership is really, it's all about just doing it. Welcome to Inspiring Leaders, the podcast that shares ideas, perspectives, and best practices from great leaders around the world to help you become a more inspired leader. Welcome back to the Inspiring Leaders Podcast. I'm Terry Lepofsky. Thanks for joining us today. For this episode, we're talking about visionary leadership. And we have an extraordinary example of that for you today. Today, it's my sincere privilege to interview a guy who saw the future. He actually had a vision for what small and medium business and franchises needed. But he didn't just see the future. He acted on it. He started a company around that vision. Well, I haven't met many people like our guest today, and I'm betting you haven't either. Steve Cody is the founder and CEO of the Better Software Company, an incredibly successful and fast-growing SaaS company. But this isn't his first company that he founded or led. Actually, Steve's been at the helm of 15 companies. 15. He tells me that all of his previous experience and ventures have prepared him for the incredible journey that he's on now with the Better Software Company. Today, we're going to find out why. Steve, welcome to Inspiring Leaders. Thank you very much, Terry. Nice to be here. Okay, listen, before we get rolling, I've got a quick question for you, Steve. What leader has inspired you and why? Probably Richard Branson. He's a founder of the Virgin Group. I've read a couple of his books, watched many videos interviews and whatnot that he's done. He's really good to the people that work with him. So he respects his team a lot, which I like. Also, he tends to keep it fun. So he does what he enjoys. He is what I would call a real entrepreneur. I consider an entrepreneur to be very much like an artist, a creator of something that starts with basically an open canvas and create something. You know, from what I've read about Richard Branson is he basically is involved for maximum the first two years of any business that he gets involved in and then really looks to get the right people involved and allows them to uh, to manage it on a day-to-day basis and, and continue growing it. So he's, he's looking to solve problems and that's what entrepreneurs do. And, and my experience with you is that's exactly what you do. So I can see that that's rubbed off with you. And a great example, by the way, with, uh, with Richard Branson, I very much admire him myself. Now, listen, you and I met some time ago. It was at the launch party for the Better Software Company. In fact, it was a gala. And it was the first gala that I've ever been to that had kangaroos hopping around on the floor between the feet of the guests. And those kangaroos represented something, which was your intention of leaping ahead in the software as a service industry. Well, the cool thing is that your company, the Better Software Company, is actually succeeding at that. And here's what I want to know. How'd you get started in all of this? How were you able to anticipate the needs for small and medium businesses and franchises? And how were you able to leap ahead like you have and turn that into such a great business? Yeah, I mean, I I think back to the to the kangaroos, it sounded like a really crazy idea at first. It was something symbolic about creating a product that would help our customers jump ahead of the competition. We're just, you know, how do you do that was kind of just standing around. And and I said, what about kangaroos? And uh, we all kind of laughed and, and thought, you know, kind of a stupid idea at first. But then the more we started talking about it, we said, wow, that would make sense. Then the other problem was we had to actually find kangaroos. And I think that idea came about two days before we had that gala. 
Well, we ended up getting three kangaroos in for that event. We wanted a really big one, and he was about five feet tall. But when he got here, they felt he was too aggressive, and the place was just packed. So we decided to not allow him to come in. But we had two other little guys running around, and it was good. It sent a very strong message. And I think we're known as kind of the kangaroo company. And in terms of how did I see this, it wasn't really seeing it. It was really myself having a problem, starting my own business. Every time we'd start a company, I had to buy multiple software applications. For me, that was, it was complicated. It was expensive. And the fact that certain people could log into certain applications, couldn't log into other applications to run the business, meant that it was really hard to scale the business. I looked around for one application that would run the entire business and really help put us on autopilot and couldn't find anything. So uh, I, I decided to solve the problem myself and went out and hired uh, an engineer to do that. And we did it. And it took shape. But it's not the shape that it's in today. It's it's evolved and grown from there. Yeah. I mean, it's quite interesting. So really, we started as a product to support a small business. And now we've really evolved into a product that supports a network of small businesses like a franchise system. So it's really kind of neat because you, you know you're impacting a lot of people doing the same thing on a daily basis. So a franchise organization could have 100 locations, 500 locations, 2,000 locations. Uh, we're giving them a product that helps that entire organization run their business and we can get feedback from the organization on how can we do it better. At the end of the day, they're running their business. They give us the best feedback in terms of how to make our product better. So if I remember some of our conversations correctly, you had this software up and running for your company uh, or companies, I guess, at the time. And then you were selling one of your companies. And one of the people that was looking at buying it saw this software and said, Steve, you really got something here. Yeah. So it's, we had a Halloween business. We had uh, temporary Halloween stores across the country. When we sold that company, there was a group of three people that bought it, and one of them happened to be the most prominent tech lawyer in Canada. When we're, they were doing their due diligence and I was showing how our POS worked, she said, where did you get that software? So I said, well, actually, we made it uh, for ourselves, and she, she couldn't believe it. She said, you need to be selling that software. It's worth more than anything you've ever done. So that's, uh, that was kind of the segue into, uh, into the software industry. So if I press fast forward and I go into today, you're now serving, I guess, primarily franchises, uh, small, medium business as well. What kinds of things are they telling you that this is doing for them? I think the biggest thing it's doing for them is, number one, it's helping them to run their business on a daily basis. So that creates a lot less stress. But also, we're helping them sell more, which I think at the end of the day, that's what any business wants. So we're helping them sell, sell to more people. We're helping them sell to the same customers more often. We've got uh, suggestive selling and whatnot in the application. So we're helping them increase the average size of each sale. When you look at how am I going to increase my sales? There's literally only three ways to do that. And we address all three ways. That's spectacular. And so companies are actually prospering just from using the software that you've created. Yeah. So, I mean, I, like I said, at the end of the day, it's really about increasing sales. If you can do that along with making the business more efficient, we're making it more efficient by using one application. You don't have one for scheduling, one for invoicing, one for HR. It's literally one application that runs your entire business very easy to use. From my experience, it was always about 
you know, how could you get that person you hired yesterday, how could you get them up and going really quick? There are some software applications that can take days or weeks to train somebody on how to use the application. So our focus is really on making sure that person you hired yesterday can get up and going really, really quickly. That makes them a contributor to your success. So streamlining the operation, putting as much of the business on what we call autopilot as we can. So it's really just about using technology to automate process. You know, I've heard the uh, some people talking about the difference between growing a business and scaling a business. And of course, when you're growing a business, there's a very steady one-to-one ratio. As you add more revenue, you're adding more stuff to make the, make the company grow. And as you scale, you're using things like technology similar to what you've got or maybe primarily what you've got with the Better Software Company. And that allows you to grow in a more exponential fashion. So I see this is a really key piece of scaling a company, allowing it to fulfill its own potential. Absolutely. I agree. When we look at when we started this, the Better Software Company, a little over two years ago, for myself, I had built many traditional companies, was a little bit intimidated about getting into the software industry. I'd never uh, run a software business before. And what's kind of interesting is the longer I do this, the more I realize we're actually, we're not a software company. We're a company that is really here to help small business succeed. And technology is really just one tool to make that happen. So for us, it's not so much about being focused on creating terrific technology. It's really about listening to our customers and solving problems for them, making making it easier to run their business, making sure they can increase sales. And uh, all those things are part of scaling your business, no question. You know, you're a pretty humble guy. And that has become really clear to me over the last few years since I've known you. One of the things that I find that you do really well is you're able to anticipate and see what what challenges exist and anticipate what kind of a solution can come out of it. And I think that your company is actually an extension of your disposition to do exactly that, to intersect opportunity with the resources that you've got or things that you can create. Personally, I just see it as you find a problem, then you make sure people would pay you cash to actually solve that problem. And then I think it's actually just going ahead and solving the problem. So, you know, not talking about it, but just doing it. Thank you for calling it visionary, but I see it really as, as again, just finding problems. If I look at any of the companies I've started, it was really just identifying a problem, knowing that people were going to actually pay me to solve the problem, and then just literally doing it. You know, when we started our auto detailing business, I was solving a simple problem. My wife was getting mad at me all the time because the car was dirty and I found it to be a real pain to have to bring the car to an auto detailer, get somebody to pick me up and then return later in the day to get my clean car. To me, that was a problem. So we ended up starting a mobile auto detailing business and that actually worked out quite well. Now, I've heard some cool stories about you and I've heard that you, I've even heard you tell some of these stories, but one of my favorite was that you're 15 years old and you had $1,200 and a squeegee and a bucket and a dream. And that was really the start of your entrepreneurial career. But you've also had some other ones. There's one in particular, I'd love if you tell this story. And it had to do with the Halloween uh, costume business. Uh, I hope you won't mind telling this about when you got into one of the stores. It was before you were involved as an owner, but you looked around and realized there was an opportunity. Tell me a little bit more about that. 
uh, that's where literally uh, we made the decision in minutes. So really, uh, we're in the party rental business. So we knew a little bit about the Halloween business. We had a company come to Canada that year for the first time called Spirit Halloween. They're owned by Spencer Gifts. They run over a thousand temporary Halloween store across North America. Uh, basically, they open up September, October. Uh, for the Halloween season, they fill temporary retail locations. They're, they're gone by uh, early November. So we had one open here in Ottawa, driving down with my wife, five kids, and saw all the, you know, all the commotion with the cars and people and everything. So I said, well, that looks kind of cool. Let's go in there. So we, uh, uh, we all got out of the car, went into the store. I don't know. I think literally, you know, we walked in that store. It was packed with inventory. It's full of people. You could feel the energy, the excitement. I would say literally within about five minutes, I looked at my wife. I said, wow, this is really cool. I said, we're getting into the Halloween business. You know, by, <laughs> literally by the time we got in the car, we were in the Halloween business. Wow. Uh, we ended up growing that. It was 26 stores. Well, we had a couple in the U.S., but primarily Canadian. So it was, uh, it was a lot of fun, too. You know, this this really exemplifies everything that I've known about you is that when you see those opportunities, you don't just sit around and wish and, and hope and, and think, you know, that's somebody else's opportunity. You jump right in. And this is what's uh, on my mind now is now that we've got the better software company out there and it's serving customers all around the world and you're doing really well, I'm wondering what's to come. Uh, what's What's coming next for the Better Software Company and for Steve Cody? When you start a business, you have to try a lot of different things. So, you know, when we started Better Software Company, we went after all of small business, for example. That was a very expensive way to start. We've settled on going after franchise in the service industry. Uh, right now, we're focused on home services. We're going to uh, be cascading over to professional services and then personal services. And we have enough probably to keep us busy for at least the next two or three years. Just in the franchise industry, in services, we can become a $100 million company when we own a significant part of that market, which we have an opportunity to do. So I think we're going to be pretty busy in this market for the next couple of years. I'm wishing you all the best because I, I've seen what the better software company can do for anybody that gets involved with the services that you offer. Like I said, my hat's off to you for all the success, for everything that you're doing, for your future as well. Now, listen, I've got two questions for you, Steve, if that's okay with you. The first one is, I'm curious to find out what you see facing a lot of today's leaders out there. Yeah, that's a, an interesting question. I probably, you know, if you think about social media, you know, all of the kind of the pushback you can get that can be maybe very open might affect some leaders. Yeah. You know, so you're, you're more open, I guess, to, you're more open to, to people supporting it, but you're also more open to people criticizing some of your decisions. Good leaders can just get past that. But I think for young leaders, that can be a lot tougher. There's just no different than there's peer pressure with, with teenagers. I think if we think about younger leaders, I, I think that could be an issue for them. So maybe trusting their intuition might be a good way around that. Absolutely. Okay, now here's an even tougher question for you, Steve. What does inspired leadership mean to you? Inspired leadership is really, it's all about just doing it. So if you have an idea, just literally, you know, go out. First of all, you got to make sure people are going to pay it to, to solve the problem. But once you've got that solved, I, I don't know about 
spending a lot of time doing a lot of market research, business plan. I think a lot of that is better off really just do it and start learning the business that you're going to be in and make it happen. Work hard, hustle. That's what I would say. I saw a quote from you a while back, or at least I've attributed this one to you, but I think you said you put the you in hustle right up on the walls in in your office. You have the word hustle up there without the you in it. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) I love that. Talk about inspiring people around your office. And that's great. Thank you so much for for joining us today, Steve, and for sharing some of this with us. I really appreciate it. Listen, if people want to connect with you, how are they going to find you and the Better Software Company? LinkedIn is a great great way. So just look up Steve Cody. I'm there listed as an entrepreneur and just message me through LinkedIn. Yeah. Thanks so much for being part of the Inspiring Leaders podcast today, for sharing your perspectives and your experiences, Steve. That was excellent. I really appreciate it. Perfect. Well, thank you very much, Terry. Have a great day. Thanks again for being part of our quest to make inspired leadership ubiquitous. Wherever you are, we hope that we've helped to inspire you and that you'll pay it forward by inspiring others. Until next time, take care, everybody. Bye for now.